Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, George. You can follow him on Twitter at jmontanez 90 George, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. This is our third episode in a row, man. We're on a roll. And a third episode without Zach. We miss you, buddy. Uh, he's, on, he's on a family vacation, a little bit of a getaway. Good for him. We're holding down the fort without him, though. And uh, when he comes back, I'm sure he'll have a lot to talk about, especially with Alonzo slumping right now. Um, <laughs> now, to be completely honest, by, by the time we're releasing this, it's going to be um, Monday, July, what is that, the 21st? It will be the 22nd. 22nd. See, I can't even do the math. July 22nd. So we're recording this a little early. So if any trades or anything happen in between, we will not be uh, between today, which is Friday the 19th. Till then, we will not be covering it, unfortunately. But just check us out on Twitter, which we already give out our handles. And obviously, we'll probably be talking about it there. But um, we're going to talk about some news and notes. And we're going to talk about closers and waiting. And teams in general that should be selling off their closers and that's why we're talking that's why i prefaced it with trades might be happening because there's a lot of teams there's a lot of teams right now that just are going to be probably selling their closers selling even their setup man if they can and before we get to it let's jump into these news and notes we talked about this a little bit in the last episode but mondesi with the shoulder no timetable all in all you're holding on to them we also mentioned briefly some steel sources between Dyson, uh, Goodrum. You mentioned Santana. They're all they all vary in ownership. Santana is the highest owner, like fifty percent on Yahoo leagues. Goodrum at like twenty, and then Dyson at like under ten. So a little bit of everything for every league, and that is the order. I think you agree with me, George. That's the order that we would uh, prefer them. Yeah, perfect. We can jump. We can move along from there. Um, the Red Sox are among a few teams monitoring uh, Jose Abreu, apparently. Because, you know, the Red Sox don't need pitching or anything else. <laughs> they're, they're monitoring hitting. <laughs> um, this kind of – I mean, I get they're getting a relief pitcher, quote-unquote, with uh, with Nathan Eovaldi coming off the IL. That's what he's going to be, you know, utilized as a relief pitcher slash potential closer, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, I like – obviously, you tell me Abreu's going to the Red Sox. I'm going to like him more. He's quietly doing very well this year. Yeah, he is. I, I would I would like that move for sure. That move would be great for his stock. Uh, he might be a guy you might want to try to get your hands on before that happens, but he is, again, playing very well. Probably underrated by your – by probably underrated. It's like he's probably underrated as a whole because he just doesn't stand out anymore for anything he does. Just a solid guy you could – like almost like a Rizzo. You just set him and forget him. So – you might be able to still get him for a solid price, and this trade would do, do great things for his value because he'd probably slot right into the middle of that lineup. And that goes into Nick Senzel. Now, maybe he's playing by now, but as of today, he's missed two straight games. Uh, he left with a, uh, he's been dealing with a left hamstring strain. The Reds think he'll be able to avoid the IL. Soft tissue injuries and Nick Senzel are becoming very, very uh, – I think just injuries in Nick Senzel. <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, sorry, because the ankle's not soft tissue, but it's like an ankle, a hamstring. Uh, was, it, was it vertigo? or? I think he had vertigo, vertigo, vertigo last year, I think so, right? Was that last year, though? I think that was last year. That's part of what kept him down longer or something. Regardless of when it was, honestly, he's just injury prone at this point, it seems like. And it's always knick-knack things or weird, random vertigo things. Uh, what do you like, – what are you doing with him, man? I mean, obviously you're not dropping him, but like keeper dynasty, is he somebody you want to trade away while the value's still there? Because although he might be really good, like just dealing with these injuries, it feels like it's something that's going to be a on again, off again thing for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, I, I'm not so sure. Sometimes guys, you know, are injury prone until they're not. Maybe right now, if his price is low enough, I'm going to go out there and, you know, try to try to actually buy him in in you know keeper dynasty leagues yeah i'm i think he might be a good buy low i'm kind of with you he's young enough and maybe he'll figure out like you know what works for him better yeah i'm as he gets going i'm not ready to call it quits on him either but i have seen people like selling him in dynasty leagues i've seen people ask questions about him i just figure it's worth mentioning more of a buy low in dynasty than a sell low type of thing yanks and phillies are showing interest in stroman 
I'm not sure about either one of those moves. I think I would like him better in a Phillies uniform because of the uh, the division being a lot easier personally. But the Yanks would offer more win opportunities, I think. So it's like a give and take. Better bullpen with the Yankees. Uh, harder division, but now he gets to face the easier team in the Blue Jays, which isn't really that much easier once they actually make all their call-ups. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Which, um, if you had to choose between the Phillies and Yankees, which one would you go with as far as fantasy? Best fantasy uh, place for him to land. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about him pitching at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> that's where I'm at, man. Yeah. That's 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 pretty much the, the – I mean, but, but you have to remember um, – Oh, what's a what's a Citizens Bank isn't much better. It's not, but I mean the division. It comes down to easy the, the division, right? Yeah, the division's a little easier. You you'd get the the Marlins, the Mets. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I think I'd like them better with the Phillies. Yeah, we can, we agree 100 percent on that one. Now another again another injury that might have already been resolved by the time you listen to this is uh, Chapman left the game with a sore ankle. I think my understanding is, like, from what I read, he was, he was supposed to or could have been back on Friday, should be back by Saturday. So by the time you listen to this, he probably is already back in the lineup. I'm not going to spend much time on that one. Fouled a few balls off his ankle. Probably just playing, uh, playing it safe. Yeah. Max Scherzer, however, maybe there will be some more information by the time you hear this, but he's not going to start Sunday, but he's optimistic he can return shortly after. Uh, I'm not. I mean, when I, when you start hearing people like even Scherzer, who loves to, you know, I feel like he's the type of guy that would, would throw through injury. Yeah, it makes me wonder if he does come back too soon. Is he going to rush back and make the injury worse? Is he going to try to pitch hurt and have a few bad starts before he gets healthy again? That's the type of stuff that goes through my head when I see a guy that is kind of like, okay, I'm not going to start this one, but I'll be back soon. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean. You're really not doing anything about it. You're just waiting it out at this point. Yep. Wilson Contreras resumed baseball activities today, uh, or at this point for you, it'd be two days ago probably. Uh, Cubs are hopeful he'll be ready uh, pretty much right after the minimum stay. It seems like it's going that way. I'm not really too concerned. I wouldn't, unless news says states otherwise come going forward, I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> last thing I have written here, and you can please interject if you have anything else. Uh, Padres have emerged as the most serious suitor for Bauer. Right now it's trade season. So some of these trades could happen. Some of these trades, some trades that we don't even know could happen by the time you listen to this episode. All in all, I feel like it would take a haul to take Bauer from the Indians right now or any pitcher from the, from the Indians right now because they're in the middle of contending. And they've turned their season around for the most part. They've they've been doing a lot better. Yeah, I just I'd be very surprised to see them selling at all. Yeah, I mean I think they're I think they're about to win their sixth straight game. This is uh you know this is Friday night. Uh, they're up ten to five uh, on the Royals right now. I think they're about to win their sixth straight game. So I mean, I would like to see him. You know, I, I don't want to see Bauer moved at least you know for this season. The Cleveland's playing a lot better, like you said. Um, I, that division is still, you know, Detroit's going to be selling pieces off. Uh, Chicago, you know, the White Sox are going to be selling pieces off. You know, th- those teams might be getting worse as the season goes on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd want to see – I wouldn't like, a, you know, Bauer moving to the Padres. Maybe they don't need um, – maybe they don't need Bauer to compete in that division after all those – after all that you were mentioning. Um, I mean, that's, that's a reality of it. That's part yeah. of it. Um, I mean, the Royals too, you know, the, the Royals, White Sox, the Tigers, they're, they're all going to be selling pieces. Oh, for sure. So, you know, those, yeah, so, twins and Indians pitchers, I mean, you're, you're going to want to use them all year in, in, you know, interdivision games. Exactly. So, I mean, unless you have anything else that does it for the news and notes, we can jump right into the closers, uh, the, the potential closers and the closer changes and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. All right. Um, sorry, I'm trying to like look at some box scores. Mercado got a steal. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> your your boy Danny Santana got a steal today too. Oh man, I have I start him everywhere now. I don't even think twice anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just actually just picked him up in a 12 team league. Because well, see that's funny because I actually I, I made sure to get him because I made sure to get him a while, a while ago because he was just get, it was one of those like oh he's hot and they pick him up and then he's sustained it for the most part. 
I've been very fortunate with Santana and Mercado this year, man. Those are two of my guys that I've been – like, when it comes to steals, like, I was down in steals in a lot of leagues because I played a lot of Roto, and those guys have been heaven, uh, godsends, heaven sent, whatever you want to call them, same thing. Yeah. All right, let's get to the news. It's more important. People don't want to hear about my uh, victory laps. <laughs> Although those are victory laps. I'm just making that very clear. Um, closers in waiting. There are – I mean, these are the teams I wrote down. I think I sent you the text of them. Yeah. I'm not sure if I missed any. The Marlins are likely selling their closer. Royals, your San Francisco Giants, the Pirates are one of those potential most likely doing it. Even though they – it's weird. The Pirates actually refute, like, all, like, reports. But yet, they're, they're like, oh, we're going to keep – we're going to keep uh, Vasquez. We're going to keep him. We're going to keep him. But he's been linked to, like, three different teams already. Uh, so – I'm not believing them. I have them on this list as a seller. You think they're selling? Like, a, their closer, Vasquez, I should say? You know, I'm not too sure. I'm pretty he, – he still has a few years of control left, right? I mean – They got him on, like, such a – like, he signed his contract without an agent. They got him on such a team-friendly contract. It's like they have control. It's, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. They have him on such a fr- team-friendly contract that if they do sell him, they should get a good return. He's one of those right. that – He's, that's why I think he might fall victim to being traded because they can get a good return for him, especially from some of these teams that are prospect heavy that have that can afford to do it. Yeah, it, I guess it just depends on where the Pirates see themselves, um, you know, as far as maybe next year or going forward. I know they have control of uh, Vasquez through the, you know, they have 2022 and 23 club options for him. So, I mean, they can definitely get a good return for him. Um, I, I can see maybe some uh, a team like you know the Dodgers he's that he's been linked to um, they have know, possibly like, they have like six catcher uh, prospects all of which are like really good okay there's like three Will Smith yeah. Will Smith I can't remember one of them and Diego Cartaya is like the 17 year old Kibart Ruiz Ruiz thank you they want I think they wanted Will Smith or, or Ruiz in the deal yeah they have no reason not to they. You know what I mean? They have they have Karta- the Cartaya apparently is like really hyped up as far as the prospect goes for catchers, and Will Smith has flashed you know some solid numbers this year. So I think if they wanted to bridge that gap until Cartaya, they still could, and they could do this, and this could be one of those things that shore up their bullpen for that World Series run that you know they're going for. So that team makes the most sense for the Pirates to be dealing with, but I guess we'll we'll revisit that because again I have them on this list. The Tigers. Yeah. The White Sox are also on this list as far as sellers go. The Orioles, but I have no interest in who their closer already is or who the closer will be. So unless- oh yeah, that that situation <laughs> is yeah. Like is Givens know. is Givens the closer? Like honestly, I stopped following them because I actually Givens was like one of my okay. I'm gonna take them last few rounds, throw them on my uh, throw them on my team as a third closer, and it never worked out. I dropped him. He would get a save, then he wouldn't. I haven't followed him at all since, honestly. Yeah, and he's been up and down. They've kind of used him situationally as well. Uh, that's so aggravating. So, regardless, so, I mean, are you with me? We can honestly not even revisit the Orioles. I have no interest in who they have and who they're going to have. Unless, yeah. you, unless there's a name there that you could think of. but Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that situation <laughs> okay. at all. Sure. The Mariners were likely sellers. Toronto, we've, we've already heard rumors of Giles on the way out. Miami, we know they're sellers. The Reds. And potential surprise closer sellers, the Mets and the Padres. Now, hear me out. The Mets, they've gone into sell mode from my, my understanding. Now, they might think they're in the, the NL uh, wildcard hunt, so maybe they try to buy more. But I think they're a farther – I think they're less likely to sell Diaz because of how young he is, the, the years of control they have. And let's, let's face it, they don't want to be like, oh, we messed up by selling Kalenic and getting back somebody that not nowhere near Kalenic's, you know, uh, pedigree yeah so i think they're they're more likely to hold but the padres i think they could even you know they're even though they're in it they have they can sell him get something good for uh kirby Yates, and they have i guess this can kind of transition right into who might be taking over for him because you sell yates you still have uh who i think is the munoz guy right andres yeah, andres munoz 20 year old kid um nasty stuff man yeah, you know, touching triple digits. Yeah, it's got a great slider. We saw him, you know, uh, in the Marlins series recently. He he looks great. He's got closer stuff. And if the Padres can get, you know, a return similar to what they got for Hand, Brad Hand last year, um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could, I could see that happening for sure. And 
again, they don't need – and if they find themselves, you know, because I don't think they're quite ready to contend. I think they are a year or two away because they have so much young uh, – so much youth in that in that farm system, on the pitching side especially. Unless they can land – I mean, if they land a Bauer or a Thor, then it'll change my tune for sure because then they want to just keep – you know, then why would they sell? But I think they need to – Really, I mean, the good, it's beautiful this year. That August, the August, the July thirty first deadline is awesome because now there's no more. Well, I think we're in it. I think we're not. Teams have to make a, 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 a like a legit decision. Yeah, and they have to come. They have to uh, go with it, and it's awesome. So it's gonna be fun to see. It's gonna be a lot of action going on the last few days of it for sure. As teams ultimately figure it out, because it's right now, it's especially in the NL, it's such a tight knit like race. It's really. It's really tough. Oh, team! I didn't even mention the Diamondbacks are sellers probably too. The Diamondbacks are likely sellers, and I'm just looking at, now. I'm looking at teams I missed. The Diamondbacks and the um, the Angels, I think, might be sellers too. Yeah, they could be. I know. I think, um, I think they're they've been playing a little. Too. Yeah, I'm just well because it's hard to call it because you're still a couple weeks away. They're tied for fourth and oh, sorry, they are fourth in. They're they're two games over 500. And they're fourth in their division, so like it's Texas, and they're and it's Texas who's playing better, Oakland who's been playing better, <laughs> and they have Houston in their division. I think all, in, and then they have you know they have to compete with Cleveland and the AL East. Right now, it's the Red Sox or Rays. They'd be competing with them for the wild card spots, like those teams I mentioned. So I think yeah. all, I think ultimately they realize they're not quite there yet either, and they probably end up selling too. It's just my opinion. I think the surprise one might be. Brad Hand, though, I mean, going back to the Indians, just selling for no reason. Maybe the Indians. I mean, if they if they sell Bauer, I think Hand is on the table. I think it ultimately comes down to if they sell one of their starters, I think Hand might follow one of them on the way out. Yeah, yeah, I I, I could see that. I just, I know. I'm just saying these are kind of sneaky. Like, hey, don't be surprised. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's amazing what you know. If you, a couple of weeks of good baseball at this point in the season, you know, you forget how long the season is. I mean, you know, oh, Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's only what four four back of the Twins now. Yeah, I was just I, mean, I just had this. St- of course, I just closed it off. Hold on one second. <laughs> I, I just had it up. They were they are, yeah, four back. And tonight they are. What are the Twins doing tonight? The Twins are down five to three uh, late in the game against the the Ace. So I mean, the Indians could be they could be division leaders. By end of, they could be division leaders by end of the by the end of the month. Right. If like yeah. if, if everything breaks their way, they could be tied or leading, winning the division easily by the end of the month, assuming that they both probably have ten plus games left. Maybe about ten games left. I would guess. Yeah, absolutely. Their their lineups better. Their their pitching. You know, uh, with Clevenger back, he's been awesome <laughs> since he's been such back. Such yeah, a, even yeah. Bauer. You know, even Bauer's been uh, a little better recently as well. I mean, Bauer's a quality start machine. It's the wins that just don't come his way, but they should if the team continues to hit. I mean, Jose Ramirez has injected some life back into that lineup, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's been he's been Jose Ramirez for the last month. Yeah, exactly. It's you know the Jose Ramirez that we that we knew. You know, the last couple of years. Now, obviously, last year he was just way over his head. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been great for over the last you know thirty or so days. Yeah, and it's been it's been nice to see because honestly, I mean, I you hate to be right, quote unquote, about a player. Like call, I, I didn't have him on a bus list by any means, but a lot of people are like, oh, I won't touch him at that price, and they're you know they're taking that victory lap and. Personally, I'm not a big fan of like, oh, I was right because he sucks. I don't want to root for like. Obviously, I'm glad not to have any shares, but now I could be regretting it for the second half because if he, if this turnaround is real, which he might be, I might have to do a deep dive on him. Because <laughs> like, now I'm really because it seems to be really, really he's doing really well, and it seems to be like he's just the power. The only thing that's not there is the power. The average, and he's still hitting home runs, but you know, what I mean, the power he showed last year, the speed's yeah. there, the batting average is there, the on base abilities there. K rates, all that stuff is really checking out. So, I think I think the Indians go as Ramirez goes. I feel like he's like almost like the heart and soul of that team without being the heart and soul of the team. It's weird, but they do have that pitching, and they they're getting Kluber back too. You have to remember that. So, this turn, right, yeah, they're they're gonna get Kluber back. This turned into a Cleveland uh, podcast. Let's get back <laughs> on track here. It was good stuff though. Yeah. Um, so, 
how do you let's see I have a few names on my list here. I didn't finish quite going through every single team, and I wasn't sure if we wanted to touch on every single team. But I wanted to touch on a good amount of guys that people should be looking to maybe stashing in their leagues if they need saves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, and you just did – oh, by the way, people for people that don't know, we talk about this pretty much all the time. Me and George – sorry, George and I – trying to get better with my English. <laughs> George and I write for fan tracks, and George does a weekly bullpen uh, – article and he just released it yesterday well for us it was, or today's yesterday yesterday yeah yesterday morning yeah and it, for us it, for us it was yesterday for you guys about three or four days ago but it's every thursday and he covers this stuff so it's perfect timing and it's really relevant right now so this is gonna be some good quality information he's gonna bring it over from the article we're gonna talk about it a little more as well as a whole but enough talking us up <laughs> enough kissing butt we can get to the names um who do you want to roll with first um well i think the the number one guy right here right now isn't even you know getting a job due to doing to due to a i'm sorry <laughs> isn't even getting the job due to a trade but uh nathan eovaldi he's gonna oh, be yeah. back. we, we kind of touched on him last episode with bogman uh nathan eovaldi you know i i think by the time this comes out he, he might have already been activated but he should be taking the, the closer role for boston and you know, we saw we saw you know what he can do. You know, last season in in the in the postseason, you know he's got the stuff to be a closer. I think his stuff actually plays up better. You know, in, in relief, so you know he, he could be he could be fantastic as far as you know saves go and for the second half of the season. Without a doubt, man, he has to be one of those guys, and he's probably one of the more owned guys on this list as far as like because people like people like me who. Some teams I got really lucky when it came to injuries. And he was just somebody I've had stashed in leagues, like on my IL spots. That's how lucky I've been with injuries. And I know it's very rare. And, yeah. But because of that, I think partially because of that and in general, just obviously the news has been out there for a while now that he's probably going to come back into a closer capacity or a relief capacity for, the, for a really good team. He's pretty I – mean, he's owned a good amount, but if he's not owned, he's probably one of the main guys you want to go out and stash because he's one of the more likely ones. All these other guys are mostly speculation, whereas he's, he has the, the best chance to actually just kind of get into it. Heck, he's trending towards returning on Saturday from what I'm just reading, so that means tomorrow – which means yesterday or two days ago for you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he, he'll probably be back by the time you listen to this. He's 64% owned, probably closer to 70 by the time all of a sudden done, especially if he comes back and gets a save. He might be too late. But regardless, he's the one with the more of a surefire chance of getting that closer role. First guy on my list is just a guy that I have in quite a few spots, and that's Kyle Crick. Yeah. Now, he again, this goes back to the Pirates, I think, ultimately selling. And he would be the guy I think comes up next. Now he's three percent on Yahoo leagues, and he has struggled of late, really badly, <laughs> like <laughs> to the tune to the tune of a six point four eight ERA in the last month. But he, man, I don't. He's the next. He should be the next guy up. The Pirates always find a way to win close games, and I'm almost certain he's a former like top prospect type of guy too. I'm not one hundred percent on that, so I'm gonna double check it. Yeah, well, he's a former Giant. I I know uh, as a Giants fan, we gave oh. him. I believe it was Crick and Brian Anderson. I mean, sorry, Brian Reynolds. Uh, it was Crick and and Reynolds uh, over to the Pirates in the McCutcheon deal. Yeah, I I don't, I'm not a top prospect. That's not the. Word. I, I just remember there was something about pedigree with him or something. I don't know, but man, the guy. I mean, as far as relief, if if he could just fix those walks. I'm looking at just some of his numbers. His K's, his K's are real, man. The guy has 11.07 K per nine, but he's walking seven and a half per nine. So, yeah, because he has a good strand rate of 83.7%, which is something you want to see. You know, you want to see above average uh, strand rates from relief pitchers. A good above average uh, ground ball rate. It's he's getting killed by the long ball and by the walks. That's never a good pairing. I think. I mean, last year he had a 2.39 ERA, 80% uh, K uh, strand rate. But still struggle with walks, but only three and a half per nine. So he literally doubled them this year, basically. And I think all in all, though, I think he has closer stuff. It's a matter of him just putting it together. I think he's going through a really rough, really rough stretch right now. So the numbers are the numbers are going to be inflated. Anytime a closer or sorry, a relief pitcher 
goes through a rough stretch, the numbers always blow up. So, I don't know. I think yeah. he's he's a guy that again he's a, he's a deeper league guy. That's Kyle Crick of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a guy that I think he just slides right in and takes the closer role if or when uh, Felipe uh, Vas- Felipe Vasquez gets uh, dealt. Now, yeah, yeah. A- another guy that um, we kind of there was some speculation last weekend. I, I believe it was last weekend when uh, Toronto had a save opportunity come up and it wasn't Ken Giles. It was Daniel Hudson. Daniel Hudson came on for the save. Now, you know, there was a lot of speculation was why isn't Giles out there? Was he, was he traded? Turned out that he had uh, elbow inflammation. So he was held out uh, for a couple of days, but you know, Ken Giles is, is someone who has uh, been rumored to be on the trade block. Um, you know, I think Toronto is trying to pair him with uh, Stroman in a deal. And so, you know, we kind of see now who's going to be the next guy up there, Daniel Hudson. Now, I I wouldn't rule Daniel Hudson out as like a a trade candidate himself. But um, if if Giles is moved, he he would be the next guy there. I actually have Hudson stashed in a few spots myself. So, me and you agree on that one. I know, like you said, he's – some people are torn between him and uh, the other guy, I forgot his name. (laughs) But (laughs) – but I think it's Hudson as well. Real quick on the fly, I'm yeah. looking. This is just it's a, it's a closer it's a closer role, or we think I think it's one. Who do you think closes for the Rays when everyone's healthy? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man, um, I don't know. When everyone's healthy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Is it? I mean, I, I think I know Pagan, Alvarado is still what maybe like a month away. I think Pagan got the last one. Yeah. That was, but, and that was because Castillo kind of just got back from injury and, like, I think had, like, a bad outing the day before or, the, or blew a save the before or something. I don't know. I'm leaning Castillo, man. I don't know why. But I'm leaning Castillo. I'm – I mean, recently it's been Pagan, but we've seen the Rays. The, the Rays are just so – I mean, they're so funny with this kind of stuff. Uh, they, they play the matchups unlike any other – um, I mean, I, I think I think we could see Pagan and Castillo probably get the same number of opportunities. I, I <laughs> going forward, uh, I wouldn't own either of them in anything. You know, twelve teams or shallower. We're talking like you know, fifteen teams and deeper. I, I think either one of them, honestly, if either one of them are out there in like a fifteen-team roto league, you want to pick them up because they're gonna come into a couple save opportunities. There's just I don't think either one of them is just going to be consistent. Um, you know, get those opportunities consistently enough. Now maybe the Rays trade for for a closer. I mean, I don't think I don't think it would be really in their mo, but there's an opportunity there. At the end of the day, man, you just gotta roll with whichever one you think is gonna get the most. But I'm with you. I really am. It's gonna be a mix and match the whole way through the rest of the way, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple, but I just wasn't sure who your favorite was. That like, if you were gonna, t- if you're gonna take one, you're gonna remember when Alvarado was flashing that top five closer upside. By the way, yeah, I remember that. How much like and the you know the pitching the pitching ninja dropping those gifts of like his two seamer, like f- almost like a slider. It was in- it was insane how good he was, man, or how good he looked. Yeah, yeah, he looks great. And I think he picked up like four saves in the first week of the season. And I mean, everyone was just going crazy over this guy. He's going to get 50 saves. He's the one of the best closers in baseball. And then it just all fell apart. And now we have this mess that we're talking about. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I honestly don't know if I heard. Did you pick one? <laughs> did you end up picking one that you oh would... man i thought i was gonna get away with not picking one <laughs> <laughs> i told you i'm going castillo if i if gun to the head finger on the trigger i'm, I'm going castillo uh, oh man um i think just for the sake of it i'm gonna go with pagan <laughs> uh i i have and listener whoever you are your guess is as good as ours flip yeah <laughs> coin, flip it again and flip it again and you'll probably still be wrong all three times N- now that i put you in this uncomfortable and precarious position of having to pick a raise closer. <laughs> uh, is there, who else is on your list of uh, closers or future safe sources? I should, I should call them. 
Um, I think one guy who's probably surely to get traded, um, Alex Colome from the White Sox. He's probably going to be gone. And the next guy up is going to be Aaron Bummer. Now, <laughs> so many dumb team names already in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got we got a bummer here. Um, <laughs> no, he he's been pitching great though. He's got a, a, a you know a strikeout an inning. He has a one point eight ERA. Um, yeah, he's been he's been pitching pretty you know great all season behind behind Colome, and uh, I think Colome's going to be gone, and it's going to be bummer. You know, probably in within the next couple of weeks um, by the trade de- trade deadline. Yeah, and I, Bummer's another guy that. Crick, Bummer, those are a couple of names I'm actually stashing in my redraft leagues as well. I'm And I'm big on, again, the reason why I was really big on like wanting to do this episode is because not everybody plays in these deep leagues as us. And these are some, like, these names, a lot of people don't really, aren't too familiar with them. And I want right. the idea is to get you guys ahead, a little bit ahead of, of the game and get your, get your hands on some of these players that we're talking about now. A team that I have no idea what to expect, and the reason, and I was gonna say, you know, the Mariners with Strickland, but I feel like Strickland's gonna get just enough games in, and then get traded. The Mariners are gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, is, is he on the verge of of being I activated? No, so. we missed him on the last episode. I I, I knew I forgot somebody. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna make it back in time. Let me double check. Nearing rehab assignment. And that was July 16th. He could probably, I, I think, honestly, he might get out just in time. We're talking, like, I'm talking, like, five days. Like, if he goes on a rehab assignment, the 20th or 21st, he might throw a few innings, get back. And I think they're going to try to trade him. They might even be able to trade him before he gets, as long as he can pass a physical, right? Right. <laughs> so, they might be able to trade him. I'm serious. I don't know the rules behind if they could trade somebody while they're hurt type of thing. I don't really know about that too much. But... If they trade him, this is another team where I'm just – because I'm sure if they're going to trade him, they're going to trade Elias. I'm looking at the rest of the resource page right now. They're going to trade yeah. Rionis Elias. They're going to probably trade – and that's probably – maybe maybe they trade Gearin. But Anthony Bass, like these aren't names I want. Like this is another team that I would probably be avoiding. Yeah, just absolutely. Orioles, just like the Orioles. Like Strickland, it's either Strickland and Elias. If, one of the, if they're both gone, I want nobody from this, this bullpen basically. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. We can move right along then. <laughs> it's a little boring that we agree so much. How about your Giants? What do you think is going to happen there? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you know, this whole them playing good baseball thing, I don't know what it's about, but... It's about um, to end. It's about to end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, this whole this whole narrative with Bruce Bochy being his last year... Um, you know, can the Giants make another run? Oh, I, I think regardless, regardless, you have to trade Will Smith. Um, yeah, I, I think you could probably get I, a good have return. To, yeah, uh, right now you have you, you can get a good return for Smith, and I think you have to do it regardless of the situation of whether you know they feel like they can compete this year or not. Um, you know, I think I think Smith is gone. Um, now the thing with the Giants is, you know, they have a bunch of guys who have the closing experience. They've got Tony Watson. They have Sam Dyson. You don't, think have, those, you don't think those guys would get traded too, though, if possible? Like if they're going to trade one, if, you're, if they're going to trade one, you got to think this is a team that could try to trade multiple. Yeah, the only guy they can't trade is Mark Melanson with that contract. Yeah, but or if, unless they wanted to, uh, unless they wanted to eat, unless they were all, like willing to eat some of that money, you know. Yeah, but I I don't I mean it's that's... not like the Giants to do that. I know I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> um, but you know, as far as their situation going forward, if Smith is indeed moved, um, I mean I know Reyes Maranta is another guy who's been, you know, speculated on for a while now just because of his stuff. You know, he's he's got the most strikeout upside uh, between all those guys. The thing is. Um, I mean, I, f- I feel like Bruce Bochy's the kind of, you know, old school manager that is going to be, you know, looking a at... Veteran, a veteran would get it before... Uh... Exactly. Who's done it before? Um, probably doesn't look too much into, like, metrics or the strikeouts. Just, you know, who's getting who's gotten the job done? Who does he trust? Um, and, I, you know, it could be Tony Watson. It could be uh, Watson. 
it's it's tough. It's a tough call. Um, personally, I'm stashing Maranta just because I feel like he has the you know the upside. That and I really do think they're going to tr- do their best to trade every single one of those relief pitchers. Yeah. But if they get stuck with Melanson, I do think yeah, Melanson's been pitching really well, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. He has. And I think he, like you said, old school plus that, plus experience. I think he ends up getting it. So he wouldn't be a bad stash, but I'm with you. I think Melanson's the highest upside. And he's the guy that I actually have in the league or two as well. But if Melanson's taken in your league and Melanson's available, he's not a bad speculative ad either because – I think there's it's probably the smart play to go with the vet because, again, that contract is really tough to move. I'm trying to think of the Reds' closer. Why am I blinking? Uh, Iglesias. It's yeah. funny because on roster resource, it doesn't have him showing as a closer, by the way, which is really weird. It's like, it's like did he get traded while we were talking? No, I think he's on a paternity leave, actually. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think he's on some kind of leave. He is on leave. Okay, that's why. Yeah, see, I have, I have zero shares, so I, don't, I never follow him. He's on paternity leave. Good call. So when he gets back, he'll be the closer. But I think they trade Iglesias and Lorenzen. Because I was going to say Lorenzen might be. And the guy I'm looking at, I thought I was looking at, is um, – Amir Garrett? Yeah, but he's on the IL. Oh, but he's pitching in AAA already. All right, cool. So he'll be back. See, I don't have any shares of him, but he's the name that comes to mind because he's been absolutely out of his mind this year. 54 Ks and 37 innings, 14 holds, 1.7 ERA with a 1.22 whip. You would like to see the whip come down, but he's averaging almost like – it's like basically one and a half Ks per inning, and it's it's impressive. He's It's like he found like a new gear, man. I've never really dove into him. Can't really say why if there's a new pitch mix or something like that going on but he's just been, he's the guy that I'm definitely targeting out of that bullpen to be the closer once Iglesias is uh is sold assuming yeah. that Lorenzen because I think Lorenzen follows I I know uh Garrett has actually drawn some trade interest himself so oh I yeah thought Garrett, I thought Garrett would be the guy then what are we gonna do the Jared Hughes thing again is Jared Hughes really gonna be the guy <laughs> I don't want Jared Hughes to be the guy he was the guy before he's whatever there's no. If, if, I'll tell you right now, if Lorenzen gets traded, if uh, Glacius is gone, which I assume he'll be gone, Lorenzen gets Lorenzen's gone, and if Garrett doesn't stay, then I, I get this is just another bullpen I want nothing to do with. <laughs> just another <laughs> bullpen. Like I don't know. Is there anybody that really intrigues you outside those three names? Um. No. No. Not. Not from this bull, bullpen. Now, see, we I think we go deeper than most because most people would be like, all right, well, the Gase is gone, then Lorenzo is the next man up. We're trying to get people in the mindset of some of these teams will be trading two or three parts out of their bullpen. We try right. to get them. Yeah, exactly. I like to I like to try to be like, hey, by the way, it's not just Lorenzo likely, or not just uh, you know, what I mean? uh, what's the name, Iglesias on the move. It's it's probably Iglesias and other parts because that's just the way it is, man. You if you just if you only plan for one guy to go and you pick up the next man up, he, there's a chance he goes too. And if, if you just take some of these names, you don't have to pick all these names up. A lot of these leagues are shallow. People put you guys playing probably. And some yeah. of the deep, some of these, some of these other like deep 12 team mixers, even some of these guys are going to be available even after all the trades happen. Right. So you can sit back. You don't have to necessarily stash everybody, but we're just trying to, I hate to kind of elaborate the way I am and kind of drag it on. But I really just want to make sure that people understand that the names we're telling you, we're, those are the next guys up. If they're gone too, then I, I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> yeah. And um, but how would you? How do you think it would rank? Do you think if if it was just Iglesias that was gone? Let's do it that way. If, if it was just Iglesias gone, which which closer? Or which one do you think would close, Garrett or Lorenzen? Garrett. If Iglesias is gone, if it's just Iglesias gone, I'd like to see Garrett closing. I know who we like to see, but who, do you think Iglesias? Do you think Garrett gets it though? Because Lorenzen has the experience and has been doing it. Even they heck, Lorenzen was doing it for a couple of weeks with Iglesias, still like not gone on paternity leave. Yeah, that's why I'm yeah. thinking. I think Lorenzen might be the next man up. I just think Garrett's Garrett's the better relief pitcher. Right. That's my yeah. look at it. If I had, to, if I had, again, if I had to pick, it's Lorenzen, the guy I'm gonna be looking at with Garrett. Like I, I want it to be Garrett though. Uh, just again, it goes back to the Giants. I think Melanson gets the shot. 
but realistically, I'm but I'm hoping it's Maranta. Same thing, same idea, except for yeah. Garrett, except for Garrett has a better chance, I think. Arizona, Arizona's another one. They're, even though they're in the thick of things, I've heard Grinky talks. Although Grinky's gonna be impossible to trade with that contract, and apparently he has 15 team no trade clause. By the way, yeah. <laughs> so that's half the league he can't get him. With that being said, Greg Holland's likely out. Man, no, that's another one that I'm not gonna want. Well, Her- wasn't Hirano doing really well up until recently? I guess like, I honestly haven't followed Hirano. I know he was doing really well to start the year. He was. Uh, I feel like that whole bullpen has been terrible recently. Oh yeah, collectively. Whatever happened to Bradley? Has Bradley just never gotten better after cracking those fingernails of his? Yeah, I have no idea that he's been a huge disappointment as well. Last two weeks, he has a zero ERA though in two point two innings. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we still. I mean, that Yoan guy. I can't even say his name. Yoan. Yoan Lopez. Yeah. He was the guy who got the last chance, I believe, right? And blew it. Or no, he blew the eighth inning. He didn't even make it to the – I think Archie Bradley might get his chance. He's been looking the best of them all late, um, <clears throat> lately. So if I had put money on anybody, it's going. I'm going back to – I'm taking a dip in that Bradley well again. If I had to take a pick on that, on that one again. But these are some of the tougher ones you have, we have to talk about because the other ones are way too easy. And yeah. these are the ones that you – these are where – this is where the deep leagues are made. Um, let's try to find an easier one. If Texas cha- – fine, we could, this one we can agree on. If Texas trades Sean Kelly, LeClerc's the guy. Oh, absolutely. There you go. Uh, and even, <laughs> if they don't, even if they don't trade uh, Kelly, I think LeClerc is going to find himself uh, pitching the ninth inning before the season's end. Yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a believer as well, man. We're, we're, we're two of the few. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was St. Louis – because I'm looking at right now, I'm looking at roster resource. So I have all the little teams in front of me. I think it was St. Louis Cardinals that was linked to Will Smith recently. Mm-hmm. If he, Will Smith goes to St. Louis, I believe Will Smith stays closing, and I think Carmart goes to a multi-inning relief role. What do you think? Absolutely, and, or okay. the the Cardinals can even move. I know they they recently stated that they're open to moving Martinez. So yeah, I've never seen that too, actually. Yeah. Which is weird. Why would you buy to sell one? I don't get that point in that. I mean, Martinez isn't really doing anything for them this year. I I get it, I guess, but it's been really shaky too out of out of the pen recently. I just I don't know. I feel like if you're going for it, he's a great option to have as a multi inning relief piece. I would think, you know, I mean Yeah. Just the it's just it's hard. It's hard to think. Why would you buy one to sell one? The type of, it just doesn't make sense. But I have heard that, so I guess that's one of those to be determined things. But if Will Smith goes there, I think Will Smith closes. So there are couple, and there are a couple teams like in Atlanta. If Atlanta buys a closer, they're most likely going to be a closer there too. Now, that that's one I've been struggling with, just because <laughs> Luke Jackson has been so good. Um. It, it know, depends on actually speaking depends. of which he blew the save today. Well, but I mean, you know, <laughs> before to, before tonight, Jackson has been great. You know, he's been getting the strikeouts. He's been locking down all the saves. So, I mean, maybe there was a reason why they didn't go after Kimbrel. If they get a reliever, I mean, I guess it just depends. Um, I think I'm slightly leaning towards Jackson keeping the job just because I feel like, Maybe Atlanta would have, you know, been more aggressive getting Kimbrel if they really wanted to buy a closer. They haven't. Um, they haven't spent really. They haven't really spent much money on anybody though, other than Donaldson, and that was a one-year deal. Like yeah. that was a one-year, twenty million dollar deal, or whatever it was. They haven't really spent money. They got Keuchel for a really good, really cheap contract too. Like they aren't spending the money, and if they have this, it's like they don't want to trade. They don't want to do anything that benefits them. They could, if they made the right, if they made some of these moves, I think we could be seeing a team. In a way, better, in a greater position to really make a push. Maybe, yeah, I still think they they can, and I think it depends on which one they land. If they if they go and get a Will Smith, Will Smith is probably the closer. If they go get a Holland, then it's like a uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. Like that's where it's like it depends on right. what you get type of thing. Yeah, and I know some people have speculated on uh you know the guys within the bullpen like AJ Minter, Sean Newcomb. Mm-hmm. I don't see any of them pushing Jackson out of the closer role, um, unless Jackson goes on a string of you know just 
unless he completely implodes over the next couple of weeks. But I mean, he's been great. I don't see either one of them pushing him out of the closer role. I think it would come from the outside. Like you said, if they trade for a closer Um, now, you know, if it is someone like Will Smith, that's kind of, I think he does take over the closer role uh, in Atlanta. I think both of those situations, Atlanta and, and St. Louis, um, could potentially, you know, be open to mm-hmm. St. Louis more so than Atlanta for me. Oh yeah, uh, I excuse me. I'm I'm <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I think regardless, if he goes to either team, I really do think I would put it in his favor. Better stuff, uh, more experience. My that's where I'm at with it. A couple teams I have no interest in their closer, but I can't say that because. Kansas, I was going to say Kansas City, I have no interest, but I mean, I have Ian Kennedy and he's getting me saves on a regular basis right now. Yeah. So, so <laughs> if he's dealt, Jake Dykeman, Dykeman, however you say his name, he's up, but he's a lefty and he might, he's likely getting traded. Do, are we going to, are we really going to do Willie Peralta again? Is that really going to be a thing again? Uh, yeah, I think I'm done. I think I'm, this is another team. Unless, unless maybe Love Lady gets another chance at it or gets a uh, chance at it. Perhaps, but yeah, if, if they're if they're going to be selling off, I mean that's that's a situation that I'm not going to want any part of. Exactly, and same with Miami. I was looking at their bullpen. You know, Romo's gone, but nobody really. Another bullpen, I just have. I'm good. Like I'm 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 not interested at all. Yeah, no, I mean, Romo, he's probably going to get traded, and um, it's it's going to be. It's probably going to be Nick Anderson. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been decent for for nah, strikeouts. It's, it's the team. I just have no interest. I have no interest in that team. Uh, it's yeah. it's just it's really like the Marlins. They're going to sell. They're already trying to sell off any piece that's half decent. They're going to win some games, obviously. And if you're really hurting, Nick Anderson could be. I mean, like you say, it could be worse. I just it's it gets to a point where it's like the team context. You have to you might get one or you might get one save a week if you're lucky from them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, an, another interesting situation is the Philly situation. Once uh, what's his face comes back, David Robertson. Yeah, that not only that, but with Hector Neris, he's been struggling lately, and then blew a save, gave up a run last night, but still got the save. But at least they gave him another chance, so they're showing they're having confidence in him. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's going to come to an end too if they go out and trade somebody, or if, or if Robertson comes back and shows he could be effective. I think that's going to come to an end unless he starts getting on this like really solid run. <clears throat> Excuse me, a really solid run. But even then. The second that he shows a little jitteriness again, he's he's out of there. Well, assuming that they make the moves that we're expecting, and assuming that Robertson's half decent, which are big assumptions, but you got to think the Phillies aren't done making moves after you know go, they're they're going for it. Yeah. I is there anybody like again? So again, Will Smith falls into this. If they get Will Smith, Will Smith's probably the closer. That's the good thing about this year that. You might not lose one of these closers if Felipe Felipe Vasquez. Unfortunately, I think I feel like every team connected to Vasquez has been a team where he wouldn't close. But this year you still have a chance that one of your closers get moved to a team and they're still closing. So that's a really cool – I mean, Will Smith has also been uh, – has been uh, – what's the word? In, like not in, oh, Linked. Will Smith has been linked to the Yankees as well. And if he goes to the Yankees, you know he's not closing. <laughs> so right. it depends on which team lands which one of these guys. A lot of these guys, again, have that second chance to still save games. So – just because they get traded doesn't mean you should drop them. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, this could be one of the last ones we discussed, but I think it's actually pretty interesting. I didn't realize how many arms the Angels have. If they are sellers, which I know they're in the middle of fighting for it, but let's be honest, they don't – I mean, you have a rotation. Your top-end guys are Canning and Heaney. Not bad, but not, you know, nothing special. For this, Those shouldn't be your one-two. Oh yeah, and they they just DFA'd Matt Harvey. <laughs> yeah, that's why they don't even have a fifth starter up here. I think well Cahill Cahill's probably gonna link, go right back into being the fifth starter. But that's my point. Like you have Felix Pena, Jaime Berea, Trevor Cahill. Those are your two, three, and four, and those are like your fifth starters on any real good team. Um, at be- and that's at best. Uh, Hansel Robles, you gotta think he's like he was 
he should be traded. I think Ty but obviously that would leave and Ty Butchery I don't think is going anywhere. I think Ty Butchery would get the closest role there. I think he's worth a speculative ad. Now if somehow he gets traded, Cam Van Drosian's the next guy up. Or Justin Anderson, one of those two names. <laughs> but yeah. I would think Cam Van Drosian, right? They have a lot of names that have done it before. Right, yeah, they do. They do. And I mean Robles, uh, if they decide to become sellers, I mean, they can get some good value here with Robles. Um, he's kind of came out of nowhere, and he he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's been he's been great. I think you know since since he's taken over that role, um, he's I mean, given I know, up, he's given no reason to give it up. Basically, yeah, yeah, absolutely not. He's given up one run since June first. Since June first, uh, he he's he's given up. Right, he's he's been impre- really impressive. Him and another guy in the same division uh, who's kind of come up in the same time frame, uh, Liam Hendricks. Uh, Robles and Hendricks have actually, I believe, they've been leading all relievers in ERA uh, since June first. Hmm, that's interesting. But if he gets traded, I get Butchery's the guy, obviously, and I don't yeah. think Butchery's somebody that they're going to deal. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. So to go over, going over to the Oakland situation, that's another one that you know gotten. I know I've gotten questions about you know Hendricks what do you do with Trinan. Um, how long do you hold Hendricks? Well, you keep Hendricks hasn't lost a job, right? He hasn't done anything to lose it, right? No, no, he's he's okay. I was making sure I have I have very few shares, and honestly, I'm in too many leagues this year, so I'm going to back down next year. But yeah. Hendricks is one of those guys that I picked up, and I haven't thought twice about dropping him because I haven't seen any reason to. Trinan, I think I'm still holding him in a couple of leagues, but it's easy for me to say I have holds in those leagues, I think. But some that I don't have, I think I would still be holding on a little longer until Hendricks has a firmer grasp on that closer role. Because I think the second he blows it, there's a real chance that Trinan is that next chance. But if you're really hurting for saves, because right now, you know, we're getting that crunch time where you got to figure out what you're doing. Because our trade deadline and the MLB trade deadline, kind of the same deadline these days in fantasy. Yeah. So I can understand dropping them. You wouldn't be wrong to. And the shallower the league, the easier it is to make the drop. But I'm still holding if I can. And that's the best way to put it. And now, if I can is very vague, but you should know your roster. If it's like, if there's, like, we named a bunch of players that are likely going to be closers or have a chance to close games in the second half or coming up here shortly. If if you have a chance to grab one of them once they are named or once their you know their counterpart is traded away, then that might be the type of ad drop I make. Dropping Trinan for one of these guys. If you want to get ahead of the game, it's a little risky because we honestly we're speculating. We're giving our best educated guesses based on past history of trades, based on like the guy next up. It's a little sketchy to make that commitment right now, but I totally get it because I understand how hard saves are come by. So, I again, ultimately, I know I was kind of a long-winded way of saying I'm holding if I can, but I totally get it if you're dropping them. I said that already, but that's kind of where I'm at. Right. <laughs> I don't know how much more you can add to that. I kind of rambled on, covered it all, and covered it again. Detroit, we, I think it's pretty much a sure thing. Shane Green's gone. Joe Jimenez is the next man up. Yeah, that one's pretty – That's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, Joe Jimenez is going to be the guy, and um, yeah, Shane Green. I don't, I don't imagine him going to a situation where he's going to close. Nope. Unless he went to, unless he went to Boston or something, and then there's a chance. I mean, Eovaldi should be the closer, but you never know. Eovaldi could, could struggle. Yeah. Now, the Nationals were looking like sellers for a while, but now they've gotten kind of hot. Yeah, they're. I think they have the first wild card spot right now. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think they're selling. I don't. No, I think if anything, I mean, other than Sean Doolittle, the rest of that bullpen has been <laughs> terrible. So I mean, they, they could be Fernando Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah. laugh because he still pitches. Uh, he throws like ninety eight. He still throws cheese, man. I don't know how he does it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I laugh because Fernando Rodney. <laughs> Was, wasn't he traded for Chris Paddock? Uh, from the Marlins? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, the Marlins traded for Fernando Rodney, I believe. Back when we thought we could win games. And Paddock, Paddock was what we – Paddock was like a sixth or eighth round pick that we gave him. I think it was a sixth round pick. 
that we and because you know he didn't no one saw this coming yeah. but it is what it is man uh, i'm eh, whatever yeah i mean you, ruined, you just ruined you just ruined the whole episode for me there <laughs> oh man almost made it to the end <laughs> we were, we, I, I think we're there i think this was it this was probably it i'm looking at every other team and i don't see any other situation worth bringing up and discussing yeah yeah no no not really now i mean that washington situation i can imagine they might be you know they're gonna try to add bullpen help um so maybe one of these guys that we've already discussed can uh, you know go there maybe they maybe they come calling san francisco for uh tony watson or sam dyson yeah that's why that's why dude this is why i think like San Francisco is a perfect example of why I think all these teams were worth discussing multiple relievers getting moved because it's become a very top heavy and bottom feeding league. Right. So I think, you know, the, the teams that are sellers are going to sell multiple parts in their bullpen. They're going to sell multiple bats, multiple pitchers, you know what I mean? And the top end teams are all fighting over these guys. That's why I'm like, it's, it's just hard to tell what's going to happen. I mean, in Milwaukee, if they go out and trade for like a Will Smith, does Will Smith become the closer and Hader transition back into the multi-inning role? That's like I'm getting ahead of myself. We can finish your discussion on Washington, <laughs> unless you want to, unless you're good with Washington. It's it's either Sean Doolittle or no interest. I think we're both there on that. Yeah, unless they trade for somebody and then we'll go go from there. But I think Doolittle has a firm grip on that job. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to comment at all what I just said? Because it just popped in my head. That is a legit chance. Because I thought that's what was going to happen. When they brought um, what's his face Jeffress back off the IL a few months back, I thought Jeffress was going to go into the closer role. Hater was going to be that multi-inning guy. That hasn't been the case. Hater's been closing pretty much all year. It's been a fantastic surprise. It's helped justify his draft position for sure. Yeah. Now I know that they have they they're still like they haven't been afraid to bring Hater out. You know, in the eighth inning when you know top of the lineups coming up and then go ahead and ride them for the you know two inning saves but if they have someone there like a will smith i mean it wouldn't surprise me if if they continue to let you know hater pitch you know situations like that you know eighth inning top of the lineups coming up and then go ahead and let smith close it out yeah that's if they were to acquire someone like like that Exactly, and that's why it's like you have to remember. Like, unfortunately, like I, I even tried traded for Hater, hoping that he'd be a closer in the back of my mind, knowing that this was a possibility. Unfortunately, it is. Is it likely? Maybe not. I do think they acquire some bullpen help, but I don't think they acquire necessarily somebody like a Will Smith. I just think Will Smith is literally like the biggest wild card of all these people, and I have no idea where he's going. Yeah, I have no idea where he's going. So that was like the last one that popped in my head. I think that literally covers all, every single team, man. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered every team. <laughs> I swear, if people don't like this episode, I'll have to tell them because <laughs> we covered everything. I'm not editing this out. They're going to hear me because I'm <laughs> like, I'm very proud. I think we did very well. And I think we kept it close to an hour, if not less. So yeah. we're going to call it quits on that guys it's been fun we had a blast obviously recording you could tell by the enthusiasm in our voices now just a real quick reminder you can find us on twitter the, you can find the podcast on twitter at bases loaded pod on instagram at bases loaded pod you can find myself and george on twitter george you can find at jmontanez90 myself you can find me at mike underscore curland please give us a follow hit us up with your questions we love to answer your questions and if you have a chance and you're still listening by some by some by some magical chance right now, if you're still listening, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen, because that really helps us out. Um, I can't that's the one favor I ask from you guys. If you if you could take five seconds out of your day to just say it's good with a thumbs up and give us five stars. That's all yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. all I, I appreciate that. That means the world to us. If you have the if you have a chance to just take a little bit of time out of your day to do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. With that said, guys, again, thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you soon.